Are you ready for the most ridiculous advice in fantasy football? If so, sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Now, without any further ado, here they are. It's Terribiculous and Rondiculous. Hey guys, what's up? And welcome to week two of the Terribiculous and Rondiculous show. I'm Terry, the Terribiculous... I can't even say it. (laughs) Terribiculous part. And I'm sitting here with Ron, the Rondiculous part. Hey, Ron. How's it going, bud? It's going good. How are you? Uh, I'm okay. I got to start out, though. How did, how, did week, uh, how did week one go? It didn't go great for me. <laughs> so, how about you? I, um, mine was okay, actually. But I know you had a tough time because I was watching football with you and some other friends, so I yes. knew exactly what was going on. Yeah. Well, that's okay. It happens, you know. And, it does. Uh, what hurt me was I had a lot of Marlon Mack, and he got hurt, unfortunately, and that happens in fantasy football, so yeah, that's just one of those things, unfortunately. But uh, and that's that for him, and yeah, that's something we're going to talk about today. Um, uh, injuries, um, you know, what happens to some of our best players, and sometimes they just don't perform. So exactly, like we we didn't exactly we, we didn't yeah we didn't <laughs> perform. So tell me what went on. What what went on Sunday? Well, um, the winning lineup used a Aaron Rodgers game stack. We talked about that. Uh-huh. So they did that. We'll go into that a little bit more later about who they played and how, how they built their lineup. Um, so that was that. And then we had some players that we thought were can't misses. Um, one of our listeners, Freaks of Nature, pointed out that we said that Michael Thomas was a can't miss, a no-brainer. <laughs> and he got like 4.8 points. So we well, definitely missed that one. Well, I would so. like to tell Freak of Nature that Michael Thomas was a no-brainer, usually. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And that happens. That's part of fantasy football. So it's just, you know, you take the good with the bad and you... Learn, and then you go on to the next week. So here we are, week two. Exactly. Um, a little bit. Do you want to talk a little bit more about um, week one and um, you know who were the who were the standout players? Or, or we can do that yeah. absolutely. So um, the tops, the uh, top quarterback was Russell Wilson, thirty-one point seven eight points. Top running back was Josh Jacobs at 33.9 points. Which, you know, we played Josh Jacobs a lot in yes, our, in our yeah, lineups. Yeah, Josh Jacobs was a good play. Uh, Devontae Adams, who I said was going to be our number one receiver all year. So he, <laughs> you're, you're, he, he started off good for me, 34.6. Um, top tight end was Mark Andrews, 20.3. And the top defense was the Saints at 17. So, And then the winning lineup had a lot of those players. Um, they had... Uh, Russ, uh, uh, like I said, um, Aaron Rodgers stack, and they stacked him with Devontae Adams and Alan Lazard. And then they brought it back, and the other team was um, Thielen. So that's what they do there. They used Josh Jacobs and Christian McCaffrey in the running back. Now, when you say they brought it back, what do you mean by that? So when you stack a game, you know, it's a good idea to play quarterback with either one or two receivers or running back, and then bring it back with a player on the other side. So if the game is high scoring, that theory is it's going to go back and forth scoring. So, so tell me basically what you want to do. Then is you want to pick you want to you want to pick the quarterback and the receiver that's going to be throwing a lot, or you think is going to be throwing a lot, and you're going to bring it back with a running back from the other team because they're going to be running. Is that correct? Well, either running, they they use the receiver. They use Thielen. Okay. Okay. So um, uh, Minnesota was behind, so they were throwing, and Thielen's really the only thing they have right now. They have some young receivers, rookie. So um, they use Thielen. You could have used uh, Dalvin Cook as well if you wanted to bring it back. Uh-huh. But obviously, Thielen was, in, you know, he wasn't in that. Uh, Dalvin Cook wasn't in the winning lineup. So, uh, the winning lineup, they had Washington as their defense. Can you believe the Washington? I mean, yeah. that was amazing. At the later of the week, I, <laughs> I was mean, thinking I was Washington's like... defense because uh, Philadelphia's offensive line was really beat up. So, I have to say, uh, yeah. that was a surprise game of the week, don't you think? Yeah. yeah, that was a surprise. And then Jacksonville beating Indianapolis was a surprise. Yeah, too, oh, so. yeah, that's true. That's yeah. true. But So, the winning, the million dollar line, this is a lot, you know, the large tournament. 
They scored 226.46 points, and they used all their salary cap to $60,000. And um, they used a lot of you know people that were over 10% owned. Um, Josh Jacobs was 22.4%. McCaffrey was 36.7%. Ridley was 12.7%. Thielen was 138 Devontae Adams, 187 um, But then they used a few people that were very low owned, like Washington's defense at 3.1%. Logan Thomas, tight end for Washington, 0.6% of Wow, wow, wow. So that's how you differentiate your lineups. And we're going to talk a little bit more about this, too, about what Ron's talking about, about as far as the percentage owned and all that, salary cap and everything. So if you've never played fantasy football, you're going to hang on because we're actually going to tell you how to get started. A lot of our listeners have asked us, you know, they've never played fantasy football before, so they want to know how to do how to get started in fantasy football. So we're going to talk about that a little bit later on. Um out of those uh, best picks or the highest uh, scores, Ron, did you have a lot in your lineups? You probably had a lot in your lineups, just not in the same lineup. Yeah, exactly. That's the thing. <laughs> I didn't put them in the right lineups, that's, you know? That's, that's what kills you. So that's the problem. That's, so, see, that's the key, folks. If you don't put them in the right, all, yeah. all together, you're not going to win any the money. The key to winning a million dollars is picking all the right players and put them in one lineup. <laughs> It's easy. Oh, we should have told you this in week one. Exactly. But. That's all you got to do. Pick the right players. You're going to win a million dollars. Easy peasy. Okay? Jeez. You know? So there you go. You just have to. Ron had all the players. He just didn't have them in his. All right. In, we, in, I think we're done. We yeah, we're we, we got everything. You guys, okay. Play the right players. You can win a million dollars. <laughs> Is that all you wanted to talk about during week one, Ron? I mean, did you have anything else for us? Uh, like I think we, so. Like I had, you know, my dart throw. Like I said, dart throw is large pool tournaments. You got to take chances. I thought Traquan Smith. I didn't. It was one long touchdown. He got like one point eight points. So, how you know, it's you know. How'd your guy uh, Gardner Minshew do? Minshew actually didn't do bad. He did. I know. He I, actually, I was waiting to make fun of you this he, week because he actually finished just outside the top ten. He was the number eleven rated quarterback in for fantasy and Fanduel. So. He didn't do bad, so I love making fun. Ron, Ron always gives me these predictions. He gives me off air, so I, I'll let you all know because I like to make fun of Ron a lot. A lot, a lot of our friends do actually. Well, it's warranted because a lot of times, I, you know, the stuff I say, it's like, oh my goodness. So, so anyway, did you want to talk a little bit more about injuries because injuries are a big thing with fantasy football. When you're picking up a lineup, there's really nothing you can do about that. It's kind of annoying. I mean, I, I feel bad. Now, let me say, I, I feel bad for players getting injured. I don't want anyone to get injured, yeah. but they do. They they ruin your lineup, and there's just nothing you can do about it. Absolutely nothing. And that's what you have to do. If you're playing fantasy football and daily fantasy football, an injury can just destroy one lineup. You can get everybody else to good, one injury, you know, it just ruins your whole lineup for the day. So that's one thing, too. If you're playing multiple lineups and you love a player, keep that in mind. You know, you maybe want to do one lineup. You know, even if you're doing like five lineups, maybe do one without that player you just love because you just never know. They could have a bad day. Unfortunately, they could get hurt. It's, you know, there's so many variables. So definitely keep that in mind when building your lineups. Uh, do you know uh, any other notable injuries besides Marlon Mack um, that we had in week one, Ron? Do you remember uh, any? There were several. Um, any that like, you can think of off the top of your head? Sorry. Yeah, no. Michael Thomas got rolled up on at the end of the game. He said he has ankle injuries. He's playing next Monday, so he's not on the slate. Um, but if he's in your uh, season long, something to think about. He's playing Monday too, so that's another thing. Um, last night, uh, Philip Lindsay had a foot injury. He got like they're saying turf toe, but he may be out for a few weeks, so that may help Melvin Gordon going forward for Denver. Um, but they have a tough matchup this week against Pittsburgh. So. Um, 
trying to think. Of, I mean, there was a couple other, but I just can't come. Nothing comes to mind right now. Okay. So just a, just a heads up. Keep keep an eye out on that. Um, if you're doing FanDuel, FanDuel will have that information out there for you. What uh, you follow a lot on Twitter too. Twitter will show you a lot of the injuries for players. Yeah, you can follow certain people like you know Adam Schefter, Ian Rappaport, and stuff. Just to look, you know, fantasy football, and you know they they post stuff all the time. You know, for injuries and. That's something to keep an eye on during the week, too, because people get hurt during practice. So you always want to look Saturday night, Sunday morning, make sure the players you have in there aren't going to be out because so, stuff happens. And so. we'll give you we'll give you all the updates that we know before uh, we uh, tape our podcast. So if we had anything, we'll let you know, uh, especially for your fantasy football purposes. So. Absolutely. So anyway, like I was saying earlier, Ron, I had a lot of uh, listeners. Um, they want to know that a lot of listeners really listen to the show because they want advice on how to get started. And a lot of them said they've never even done fantasy football. They didn't know, they've never even had a fantasy football account. Um, we're talking more about the a weekly stuff of fantasy football. And like we said earlier, we do a lot on FanDuel. That's our primary platform that we, that we focus on. So uh, how did you get started, Ron? What, what did you do? I mean, you just went in and signed up? Yeah, I was watching ESPN. I saw... Saw a commercial for FanDuel, and I was like... Yeah, and thanks. He got me hooked, too. Now I'm like, spending well, money all the time. Jeez, I'll just, you know, I'll play a couple lines and win a million dollars. Easy enough. So I've been doing it for like six years. I haven't won a million dollars yet. So I'm, I'm still trying. But one day I'm going to go into, hopefully this week. So, um, yeah, that's how I got into it. I just, and I love it. I love, I've always loved fantasy football. I love numbers and stats, kind of geek like that. So I just love it, and it's a puzzle. Every week is a puzzle. So, so, um, so basically all you did is you went to FanDuel.com. Yeah, but the FanDuel Logged in. And yeah, it was says create an account. It's easy, and then you set up. And you can set your, you know, deposit your money, and then you're ready to go. And then you can go to the lobby and pick it. There's different sports. We're just talking about football, obviously, but there's different sports, and uh, there's all the different kinds of games you can play. So when you're playing daily fantasy, you'll hear people talk about cash games and large GPPs. Cash games are 50-50s or double ups and head to heads. So they're different because in those lineups. You know, um, you're not, you don't really, it doesn't matter if you get the highest score because if you're doing a double up, you just got to be in the top 50%. So if you're first place or 500th place, if there's a thousand people in this tournament, you're still going to make money. So those lineups are going to be built a little bit different than a large GPP tournament, which is there's hundreds of thousands of people in those and you got to be in, you know, obviously went to win it all. You got to have the highest score. So what's a GPP? GPP means guaranteed prize, guaranteed prize pool. Perfect. So those are the large tournaments. And then the lineups are going to be a little bit different. So in fit, like I said, in cash games, you're looking for high floor players, which means you know that they're going to get a decent amount of points. You're not looking for, you know, and then GPPs, you're looking for high ceiling players, which they're going to explode and go off. So you want more of a balanced lineup in cash games. Um, you don't have to do game stacking like we talked about in cash games because you're looking for high floor. Like high floors of someone like Lamar Jackson or Christian McCaffrey you know that they're going to get you probably 18 to 20 points at the bare minimum. And they they should, on, and they, when they yeah. don't, you're disappointed. Yeah, like Michael Thomas. <laughs> exactly. So, but they're high price, you know, but you know, but also, like I said, you want people that you want consistency. And also, in cash games, you know, you're talking about volume. People with more opportunities. Makes sense, right? More opportunities, get more points. So, um, so that's how you're building like more of a safe lineup with cash games. GPPs, you're taking more risk. You're using more boomer bus plays. They don't have to be all boomer bus plays. Like I said in that <clears throat> winning lineup for the millionaire, they had four, what, five or six people that were, you know, highly owned people, over 10, 12% owned. 
and then they sprinkled in some people that are low owned. Now, and, are those now are those turn are, there, are those games usually more expensive? I I usually play one thing, so I don't yeah. know the whole the whole thing. So those are more expensive to get into, obviously. Correct. There is, there is all different price points. Just for example, in the cash game, the there's head to head. You can go up against one other person. I looked. There's actually people that have games posted where it's ten thousand six hundred dollars to enter. You're paying somebody else. So. If you want to go spend ten thousand six hundred, and if you beat the person, you're going to win yourself at ten thousand. But that's a lot. Well, then, yeah, let's but, just do that. <laughs> yeah. But then, then there's also they go down to two dollar, one dollar head to heads, and then if you win those head to heads, you're going to win. Like if you win a five dollar head to head, I think you win like nine bucks because FanDuel takes a little bit off the top for them. So. Yeah, and you really have to go into you really have to go into FanDuel too because like like we just talked about, there's so many different contests that you can play, exactly. and you want to look at the prize pools and see what they're actually paying out. Exactly, and then you know, so we mostly play the the, the large GPP tournaments, Terry and I. Um, but there's different things you can do, like thinking about like. So there's different price points. So you can go look and see what you're comfortable playing. But there's also tournaments just for new players, like inexperienced players. Play those. Another great thing to do is play single entry contest. That means you can only put one entry in and that's it. Because these other large pool tournaments, like the million dollar to first place, you can put up to 150 entries in. And there's a lot of people out there that spend thousands and thousands of dollars every week putting 150 entries in every week. You know, so and it's hard. It's like playing a lottery. So just an example, the uh, this week the uh, million dollar first place, you can do a max of 150 uh, lineups. It's a four dollar entry, one million dollar to first place. Sounds great, but you're competing against 892,857 people. Now there's a single entry contest. It's five dollars to enter, and you win ten thousand for first. I mean, it's not a million, but still five dollar hey, entry for ten thousand. I would first, take ten thousand dollars. And there's twenty three thousand eight hundred and nine in that contest and you know that's so, a good that's a good point too we, we we really need to talk about that too i mean when you're doing the, when you're doing these contests you can you can bet on just a single game you can you can bet on uh the one o'clock lineup on sunday exactly. you can do the late games on sunday exactly. there's a lot of different things with that as well there is and then just just for uh, clarification the Single game ones, we're talking about multi-game. The single game is a totally different strategy. Right, right, we can right. talk about that a different time if you want, but this is multi-game. There's 13 games on the slate this Sunday. This is the 1 o'clock and 4 o'clock games. But they have ones, like I said, for Thursday through Sunday, Thursday through Monday. So different ones. We mostly just do the Sunday only, the 1 p.m., Right. Um, so yeah, I didn't want to get too specific yeah. because, like I said, some of our viewers were asking about how they could just get started. So we're going to just give you some real basic stuff here. So yeah. basically, you want to set up your account. You're going to fund your account. You need to put money in there, obviously. Exactly. And so we've done that, Ron. So now we're going to go into like a four dollar game okay. on uh, Fanduel. Okay. We're going to win our million dollars. We're going to win our million dollars. So okay. this the screen pulls up here. It's got. You know, all these different slots. It's asking yeah. me for a quarterback. It's asking me for two receivers, two running backs, three a tight receivers. Three receivers, uh, and a tight end, and a defense. defense. Yes. Yeah. So. Okay. Building your lineup. So you all click on it, and it goes from that most, you know, you have your priciest guys up, like Lamar Jackson. And how much money do I get? You uh, you get $60,000. 60000 60000 for salary cap. So you can pick anybody you want as long as you go on that 60000 That's the hard part. Exactly. Because I could pick a whole bunch of players. <laughs> exactly. And so when you're doing these large pool tournaments, like I said, you're competing against 900,000 people, you want to be a little bit different. But you don't have to be completely different. So And then when you're looking at quarterbacks, um, you don't have to always play the high-priced guy. You can pay down a little bit. And because quarterbacks there's not as much variance when you're talking about their scoring because 
To get a point for a quarterback, you throw have to throw it for 25 yards, you get one point. If you run it for 10 yards, you get one point. Receiving for 10 yards is one point. You get half a point for a reception. So receivers and running backs are where you really want to focus on as far as that. And just to give you an example, last week, week one, the top scoring uh, quarterback was Russell Wilson. He had 31.78 points. At the 10th highest scoring was Tom Brady. He had 22.46, difference of 9.32 points. Now, for now, okay, to compare that, uh, running backs. Josh Jacobs had 33.9 as the top running back. The 10th place running back was J.K. Dobbins, who got 14.2, 19.7 points difference. That's a big difference. So, so you want to focus on running backs and wide receivers because um, the difference between 1 and 10 on the receivers was 18.4. Um, tight ends was 10.5 between 1st and 10th, and defense was 11 points. And I don't know what you do, Ron, but normally what I do when I'm setting up my lineups, I normally look at my running backs first. Yeah, because they can offer a lot of, they can get Absolutely. you a lot of points. They can get you points for running the ball, and they can get you and that's uh, a good receiving point. points. You know, that's why Chris McCaffrey's so great because he he does everything. He receive he gets a lot of receptions, a lot of running. So you want opportunities. Opportunities are what's going to create. You know, do you think? But I do think paying more because he's expen the dude's expensive. He's expensive. Do you think paying up for him is worth it? Some weeks it is. Some weeks it's not. <laughs> you know, this has got to be the decision you make. Exactly. How do you want to build your lineup? Do you want to build your lineup? Where they call them stars and scrubs, like Christian McCaffrey, and then like a low price guy, low, low price guy. Like this week, a great low price guy is probably going to be uh, Benny Snell for Pittsburgh because it looks like James Conner may be out with an ankle injury. And what I do like too about FanDuel, I'm sorry to interrupt you, Brian, no. but um, when you go in there too, they'll show you how they're stacked up against the team that they're playing too. Yeah. I mean, the team they're playing may have a, uh, you may be able to shut shut the running back down or shut your receivers down, and they'll show you where where they kind of stand. Exactly, exactly. So, you know, you could do that. And then, like, so you got to say, do you want to build a balanced lineup? You, you just want to look at the games, and then you got to decide what's best for you. You know, you can go on, listen to all these podcasts, and everyone gives their advice. But at the end of the day, you know, you watch football, you know, you go with your gut feeling. And then, you know, if, if you think someone's going to do great and no one else is talking about them, you know, put them in, put them in your lineups. Don't, you know, don't, don't play them because no one else is talking about them because you may be onto something that no one else is. So. Yeah, keep listening because Ron's going to give you his predictions in a little bit. <laughs> and you're going to want to do the opposite. Exactly. So write these down when we start talking about exactly. Ron's predictions. Oh, yeah, exactly, for week two. If you want to win the million, just don't play the guys I said. I mean, if, you would have, if I would have done the opposite of you, Ron, I probably would have won a million dollars. You probably would have. Yeah. So there you go. That's the secret <laughs> That's the secret to this podcast success. If you do the opposite of what I say, you're going to be fantastic. Exactly. So, but yeah, so you you know you go in there and mess around, build the lineups, um, watch for injuries during the week because value comes up. You know, if you find value plays like Benny Stell, he's forty six hundred, so you can get a lot of higher priced players. That he's probably going to be highly owned, but that's okay. You can play other players that are going to be low owned. That's really good advice. When you when you do look at the injuries, you're going to see who's going to be taking their place. They're going to be a cheaper option. Exactly. So exactly. So. They yeah. are value. There are value players out there. When you do hear about injuries, again, we don't want to, we don't want anyone to get injured. Yeah. We hate when people get injured, but you know that that does create opportunity in fantasy football exactly. for you. Another thing too is like if you look at the matchups and they like Terry said, they tell you if it's a good or a bad matchup. Sometimes play the great players that have a bad matchup because sometimes it doesn't matter because they're going to be low owned. They're going to be lower owned because people are going to be afraid to play them because they have a tough matchup. So that's going to give you leverage, and you're going to go up the, the scoreboard that way. And, and they could—I mean, they could have a bad game. That's the thing; you're taking risk, you know, boom or bust. So, you know, it, so that's something you need to think about when building it, your lineup. Exactly. So. so, 
we're going to get in. We're going to talk about. We're going to talk about this uh, fantasy football and how to set up lineups and working with FanDuel or you. You know, like I said, there are other options you can go. We more primarily talk about FanDuel, but we're going to have more of this every week for you. So exactly. But we'll like I said, our viewers absolutely. were asking about how to get started. That's basically how you get started. And yeah. once you start playing. Uh, FanDuel on a weekly basis, you will become hooked, like we are. <laughs> exactly, and you'll be getting you'll you'll be getting the hang of it. So yeah, I but, think yeah. Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. That, that's basically what you want to do. For those viewers that were asking, that's basically what you want to do. Go on to FanDuel.com, uh, set up your account, fund it, and then just start looking. One other thing too, if you're doing the double ups or the 50-50s, try to do the single entry double ups as well, because a lot of the experienced players. We'll go in and put 150 of the same lineup in those double ups when they can do max 150 lineups, and that's hard to compete against them. But if you're doing a single double up lineup, you put five bucks in, get ten bucks back if you get in the top 50 percent. So focus on those single the single entry lineups are always good to play because, like I said, it's a lower player pool. It gives you a better chance and. It's fun when you're winning the money. It's very exciting. Oh, so. yeah. When you start winning money, you'll be addicted. Let me so, tell yeah. you. But so. these large pool tournaments are tough because <laughs> you're playing against a lot of a lot of really good players, and part of it's luck. And you do your research, and you can do all the research and play the right players. And sometimes it just doesn't work out, like Michael Thomas, for instance. Oh. So, you know, but it doesn't. You know, it is what it is. That's what makes it so fun and so frustrating at the same time. So. Exactly. So, this is my favorite, favorite part of the show. This is when I can ask Ron questions, his predictions for next week, and then I can make fun of him in the following week. So, well, I'll make fun of him anyway. But anyway, Ron. Here we are at prediction times. I, I do not do predictions. You know that. Yeah, <laughs> I, so you're always I, right. <laughs> I'm always right. I will never be wrong. Well, you did say that Michael Thomas was a dope writer. You well, agree with me on that. Well, you see, agree with me. That, so. See, that's what I agree with, that's Ron. Right. Yeah. So that's anyway. <laughs> so, um, week two's coming up. Okay. Um, let's talk about the Sunday games and who you think is going to be the game of the week. Uh, I like the Houston and Baltimore game. I think that could be – it's – it's the highest line tied with Atlanta and Dallas at 52.5 points. That's another thing is look at the line. The higher scoring game is going to be, obviously, you're going to get more fantasy points. So those two are right now listed at 52.5 points, and that changes as the week goes on too with injuries, weather, all that kind of stuff. So keep an eye on that. But I think the Houston-Baltimore game, I like that game. It's a good stacking option. You um, think that's going to be a shootout? You think there's going to be a lot of throwing there, huh? I think so. Well, with I think Lamar it could Jackson be. Well, you know, if you play Lamar Jackson, but I like I like Deshaun Watson. Yeah, yeah. Because they're probably going to be behind. They're going to have to be throwing. So I like that, you know, you can do Deshaun Watson to Will Fuller. And then if you want to get Baltimore side, bring it back with uh, Mark Andrews at tight end. Yeah, we'll so, talk about that yeah. in a little bit. I just so. want to I just want to know your predictions right now about the game of the week, Ron. Don't get ahead of me. Okay, sorry. I just need to, I just need to know predictions. <laughs> All right. So Houston and Baltimore. <laughs> Houston Baltimore. You talked about someone else though. You talked about I'm gonna let you I'm gonna let you throw out another game there because you think another game is gonna be the game of the week too. Well, the just for fancy purposes, the Atlanta Dallas game is a fifty-two and a half point spread on that one as well. So that could be a good one to target as well. It's probably going to be popular because a lot of people know the players and stuff. So yeah, should be a lot of opportunities in that game. A lot of good players to play. You can play Dak Prescott, Ezekiel Elliott, Amari Cooper. You know, you got Julio Jones, Calvin Ridley, Hayden Hurst, who let let me down on week one, but you know he could be a bounce back this week. So. There's lots of opportunities in that game as well. Now, you like that game because you think that's going to be a high-scoring game? Or you think there's going to be a lot of fantasy football uh, yeah, I think point it could opportunity? Be, it could be a lot of back and forth. It could be a high-scoring. I think it's going to be a high-scoring game. But I think 
a lot of people are going to be on that game. So that's right. something to think about too, because everyone else is playing it. When you're building your lineups, you know, think about trying to ways to be a little bit different. So okay, so, okay, yeah. Now, now we can be a little bit more specific, right? Okay, sorry. So, the, so quarterback, quarterback. Who are you looking for, quarterback? Now we're looking at fantasy football uh, yeah. point. So yeah, yeah, we're talking about yeah for daily purposes. For daily so, purposes, so yeah, I'm gonna give you like obviously people know the top ones, you know. And remember, we talked about we just talked about in you know setting up their new account. You know, you got to give them some value. You got to give them some high price. You know, exactly. give, give them some options. I'll give you a couple, but you, you look at the players. You can play everybody. I'm just giving you a couple to think about that are outside the obvious, is like Lamar Jackson and uh, our guy Patrick Mahomes. So. I, I talked about earlier Deshaun Watson. I like that a lot. Uh, yeah. Doing a stack with him. Uh, the one at the lower price that I like is Matthew Stafford. And I like that one because Detroit's playing Green Bay. Everyone saw how good Aaron Rodgers did. And Aaron Rodgers is obviously in play as well. But it, like, but this is talking about being contrarian. Everyone's going to be playing Aaron Rodgers. So if you do a game stack with Matthew Stafford, with Kenny Galladay if he's playing. If not, you can do Hawkinson or Marvin Jones. Bring it back with Devontae Adams, Aaron Jones. So I think that's a good game stacking option. I think um, Stafford's going to be lower owned. So I think that's the one to look at, too, at a little bit lower price. So what are your two options? And you're looking at Watson, Watson and, and Stafford. Matt Stafford. Yes. Matthew Stafford. Yes. Okay. How about the running backs? Running backs, um, I like Ezekiel Elliott. I think he's going to... I, I think you be, I think you're becoming a Dallas fan. Uh, right? I really do. I mean, you, <laughs> well, I have to be because I picked them to win the Super Bowl. You, so you have you talked know, a lot. I, I know you've talked you know, a lot about Dallas. I'm, I'm getting into worry. So I think that Elliot. Our Browns are letting game. us down a little bit, but oh don't don't lose, don't lose faith, Ron. My don't Browns, at least they weren't that bad. <laughs> the Browns. Oh my god, that was, that was still, heartbreaking. We still love our Browns. Yes, we do. So Thursday night, back on track. So I like Elliot. Um, right around him is uh, Hunter Henry as well, but uh, Elliott and Benny Snell I talked about earlier. If Connor's out, Snell's almost minimum price, 4600 He's one of those players. It's going to be highly owned, but he could do really well. And if he doesn't do well and he's highly owned, then you're you're in the same boat as 50 to 60% of the other players. So it's up to you if you want to do, but he's definitely a cheap option to look at. Who's Snell? Benny Snell yeah. for Pittsburgh. They're playing Denver. Right, right. So give me some wide receiver options. Then. Wide receiver. Do you have some value? Do you have some value players and receivers, or you? Do, what do you um, have for me? Well, I'll, I'll, I'll give you a couple, and then I'll give you one like value. So I, of course, Devontae Adams, my man. I got to stay with him. He started off hot. I think. He, I mean, because there's really no one else to throw throw to, and he's got tons of targets. I like Devontae Adams. No, oh, he was awesome. Son. I like Will Fuller because I'm talking about the Watson to Fuller um, game stack there. He's sixty one hundred. And then one, this is my dart throw. I'm going to give you is Nicole Hardman. <laughs> oh, let me Kansas write it. State. Let me write it down. Write it down. <laughs> He's my dart throw. He's only five thousand dollars. All he needs is one long touchdown, and he pays off. So he didn't do anything in week one, so no one's going to be thinking about him. So Nicole Hardman for Kansas City. Um, I think he he's my dart throw. Okay. So all right, what do you think about tight ends this week? You know, I, I I told you last week. I said tight ends are always hard for me. I know you think defenses, but for tight some, ends are tough too. They are. They're but hard. like I said, you know, the, the the between the top tight end and the tenth place tight end was only a ten and a half point difference. So I mean, that's big. But you know, so you want to obviously get the best one. Mark Andrews, obviously, I like him in that game. Uh, Baltimore Houston. I keep going Baltimore Houston game. I know. Yeah. So yeah. that one. Well, that's why you think it's going to be the game of the week. Exactly. Yeah. And then he's seventy five hundred. So he's expensive. 
Uh, mostly you pay down for tight end. That's why I usually do. Uh, Hunter Henry's another guy I like. He's 6,100. And he's, they're playing Kansas City. I'm guessing they're going to be behind, so they're going to have to throw a lot. So I like Hunter Henry, and they're playing in Los Angeles. I don't know what the hell's, but um, my low price, he, he was in the winning lineup last week, is Logan Thomas. He'll probably be highly, more highly owned this week because people saw that he was in that one. He's 4,700. They're playing Arizona, who Arizona last year was the worst against tight ends. So they'll probably be behind having to throw. So Logan Thomas is a good low option right there for a tight end, 4,700. Perfect. And I know we talked about the defense. You don't want to give any. You don't. You don't even want defense to give. You don't even want to give any predictions you, you, on defense. Well, you know, I'll give you a couple. I I'm, I'm gonna. I like the Rams because you saw what Washington did to Philly. If Philly's offensive line is still beat up, the Rams could get a lot of. It's all about getting pressures and sacks on the quarterback. That creates turnovers, which is how your defense gets points, which could get defensive touchdowns. So I'm looking at that. You know, Pittsburgh's defense looked outstanding last night. They're just going to have a great defense. They're going to be a top five, top maybe top three defense this year. So you can't go wrong with Pittsburgh. They're playing at home. So I think those two are good. I mean, they're kind of obvious, I guess. But it's just hard on defense. So, right. Yeah. I I, I, I know. It, it is tough picking It's all defense. hard because if it was easy, we'd all be millionaires. Exactly. That's so, absolutely you know, true. But, yeah, it's a, it's a puzzle. It's a puzzle that's fun to try to put together every week. And, and everyone, I hope you enjoy it, and and you know you get something put together, and let one, us know how you do. One last thing, Ron, give me your give me your biggest sleeper because that's the one I always love so much. My biggest sleeper. Your biggest sleeper. Do you have one for me this week? Because I just well, I, it's probably my dart throw, Nicole that's, Hardman. I'll oh, that's your sleep, okay. Yeah, that's I your think, dart throw. That's probably my okay. that's probably my sleeper. All right. Uh, I think he's. I think he gets a you know long touchdown and he may have a couple of them so perfect yeah so I, I would I would say that I would guess I would say you know Cole Hardman okay so well guys I hope this helped you out this week um, I hope I hope it out helped out our viewers uh, listening to just starting out fantasy football go ahead get it started you know absolutely good luck to you I hope you win the million if you do um, and don't play more than you can afford send us an email so you know we know we can tell you where to send a check to share the exactly <laughs> so, so if you want to hear anything if you want any advice on anything just let us know you can follow us on Instagram at trpcast or like us on Facebook at Turbiculous Rondiculous thanks for listening guys we'll see you next week thank you so much have a great day or a great week good luck <laughs>